go. Welcome everyone to Manchester is Burning. It is January the 17, 2021. It is Sunday. Sunday is fun day, right? Right? Okay. As I promised you all, we have put that flag in the ground into the Georgia red clay. If you've ever been to Georgia, you know what I'm talking about. There's red clay everywhere. It gets everywhere. It is worse than sand in Daytona. Trust me on this, but we've now put into the flag in the, in the sand or the sand, clay, whatever. It don't matter. Uh, we have put that flag in the sand and clay and grass and whatever you want to put that flag into because we are bringing back Adam Bateman, our regular contributor for Manchester United women's team, to give us a breakdown to talk about three main points of their match today against Chelsea. Rough game when it comes down to it, but we're going to break it down. We're going to have some fun and talk about some basic general ideas and themes and then break down some points for you and so forth. Tomorrow, I want to tell you, tomorrow, we are now adding on our regular contributor for Manchester City, City women's team, with Emma from the women's podcast for Manchester City's supporters group, etc. That will be tomorrow. Uh, lining up possibly a guest for tomorrow as well to discuss United men against Liverpool. That match earlier today. So let's go to the women of United. Taking the L. Taking L today. Adam? What are your thoughts on that game today? What that, what did that match tell us? It told us how important playing a game before this game actually was, I believe. The fact that Chelsea had a game against Reading, which she won comfortably at the start of the at the start of this year, I think had a huge impact, especially on the first half of this game. The fact that because our game against Everton was called off for whatever specific reasons they had, still debatable. Um, mm -hmm. So we started off really sloppy, gave the ball away, not being able to make our passes. You know, all credit to Chelsea closing us down and all that. But we have to look at ourselves in that performance in the first half, and it was not good enough at all. Okay. And pers personally, I thought Hansen's goal was onside. I don't think it was offside. It would have been a huge difference if we had VAR in the women's game, but that's a huge different argument for another time. Mm -hmm. But the first yeah. half was not good enough at all in my mind. And so Casey had a huge job in our hand at halftime. And which, you know, we heard that Heath was injured. Um, first of all, she was on the team sheet, then she wasn't, then she was. So there was all that confusion there. And then to find out after the game, she was picked up with injury um, in training beforehand. That certainly didn't help because, you know, I think she would have added something different to the game. And so overall, there was good points, especially second half. Mostly overall, you know, a lot to improve upon going into the Birmingham game, which I think we'll see a backlash. Mm -hmm. I. To me, I, I, it is hard to. To me, it's hard to criticize the United Women in this match too much. For one, the reason you just mentioned. One, I, I agree that you know, if, you, if you 
have a long space in time between matches and you are unable because of COVID conditions in order to actually play friendlies, you're only playing training matches, et cetera, et cetera, then you uh, are going to be pretty rusty going into the next match. And sure enough, because you have the cancellation and then uh, the next match down the line is going to have Chelsea. The other thing about Chelsea is this is before this match, I would have said, and I have said, that Chelsea's team is the most complete team. I think they are the best team in the WSL. So I considered this match to be a litmus test. Does Manchester United women belong in the conversation for a title or do they belong in the conversation for a Champions League slot or none of the above? I think this game partially answers the question. I think Chelsea played very well. They played their game. They are a better team overall right now, today. Um, I just don't, part of me does not think, though, that the United women were ready to start the match physically and mentally. Do you agree? I, I agree. I think um, the break definitely didn't do us any favours whatsoever. But I personally think the main difference between the two sides was, personally for me, one superb player. Fran Kirby, absolutely fantastic. They've got loads of brilliant players, Chelsea, loads of them. Mm -hmm. But for me, Fran Kirby's on just another level. I mean, when she was out injured for, you know, for different injuries, I think they really missed her. She, they've got G and Royton and all the other fantastic players they've got. But for me, she's on a higher plane to the rest. And you can see, what well, I think she only had two or three chances in the whole game, maybe. And she scored. She scored the winner. You look right. compare that to what's to Sam Kerr, who you know, if you count all the all the chances she had against against us at least Sports Village, and here today, mm -hmm. very very poor finishing um, ratio or percentage or whatever. Um, so for me, I, I I don't rate Sam Kerr's finishing abilities anywhere close to Frank Kirby's. Um, I think she's such a fantastic player. I can't praise her enough. And if we had her, it would have been a complete, the result would have been the opposite way around. But that's the type of player I think we're missing. We, that for me, that's the player that Russo could be for us. It's just such a shame that she's injured. Such a shame. Because I think it would have been very interesting if she, we had a fit Russo going up against a fit Fran. That would have been oh, that would have been such a such a thing to watch for me. I think I always talk about one of my other points in this match is that I always talk about the ability from a mental and physical standpoint to score first. Yes. To score first, because in particularly in a big match like this, and now a lot of managers that what they'll do is that they'll, they'll try to play it safe and then and not give up that one goal. I understand that if you have less firepower than the other team, I can see you wanting to do it that way, but it is such a mental and physical advantage to go ahead and, and, and take it to them first goal, get it early, uh, get it as soon as you can, because then it puts down the other opponent in their heels. And in a situation like this one, it was so important, I think for Chelsea to get the first goal. Because from a from the standpoint of a team that didn't look quite mentally and physically ready to play, which United's team did not feel seem to me that that all of that are hundred percent, and it showed because Chelsea took a to them in the first twenty five minutes, and just 
you know, chance after chance after chance. That back line, to me, looked really shaky, and they were put to the test by a very strong front line that Chelsea put out there uh, and just ran at them. Uh, and it was like in boxing, it was like just getting some body shots, body shots, body shots, and boom, you got, you know, they got the goal uh, there. What do you think about that? Yeah, I I think our tactics in the first half with the high line and the with for our defence was a bit of an error, definitely so. Mm-hmm. Chances that they had, Chelsea, they should well, on another day they would have buried us. I definitely think definitely think that for sure. If they had say harder instead of Kerr, that would have been game over at half time without a shadow of a doubt. So we right. got our tactics um, wrong there for sure. And I think we adapted in the second half. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started to create more chances. That's when we sh- should have scored uh, a few more, I think. We had a few chances, but didn't take them, unfortunately, mm-hmm. apart from the excellent Lauren James goal. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we'll get on to her shortly. Yeah, and um, what was the tactical change that was made to, you know, kind of try to tip the scale a little bit better into United's favour? What was the tactical change they made? I, th- I think... Um, Casey made the defence drop back a bit more than, the, than it was. I mean, they've had a few chances in the second half, but nowhere near because of the drop back of the of the defence. Right. She saw that they were playing too high, apart from the error of the second goal, which we went to sleep on that one, unfortunately. It shows right. you have to be awake all times. But generally in the second half, we played, we played much better. And the tactic, especially when Lauren James came on, she gave us an outlet, which made... Um, us have an outlet where we could actually have somebody to control the ball up front and run with the ball, as opposed to having to play nice through balls. We had somebody there to actually hold up the ball and do something with the ball, look for players left and right. We didn't have that in the first half. We were expecting the ball two feet or to run onto it. Mm-hmm. So that it was a key difference. And, yeah, extremely high line, which... On one hand, I was like that. On one hand, I was like, "That's kind of what I would have started with," but then I would have. I think I would have immediately been like, realized when if I realized that high line was going to get exposed, I would have like started reeling them back a little bit earlier. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think so, definitely so, because we were getting killed, especially that first um, 15, 20 minute spell where they had about four chances, and it was like, oh. Hands in your head type situation. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. I think if we, could, I think we were lucky to get to one nil at half time, and the second yeah. half, I'm just glad it, we stepped it up more. That's all I can say. I think you're making an excellent point that that you know Chelsea could have made this four one. Hmm. There were multiple things that happened, and, and I don't buy into luck really. I mean, I, I've I've talked about how. You know, if you hit the post, you hit the post, right? I mean, you know, it's like you can call it unlucky or call it lucky. I think you make your own luck. The point in my mind is you hit the post. You you were in a position where you were that you hit the post. It, in the next time it may go in and may next time you may miss the goal entirely. But, um, you know, the herbs made a couple of big saves. He had a, a post hit or two. I mean, it could have been four. I mean, it could have been four one. Um, and, you know, Chelsea, I think, did waste some chances. Uh, they, they just burned some chances that, that they could have put the game completely away. They kept United in it to a degree. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, one thing I did want to say, 
I think it was in the first half, Christian Press had that one chance where he was so close to going in. I thought, yes, oh, that was the one chance. And I think they went down the other end and scored their first goal from Mm -hmm. the corner like a minute or two later. So that that just shows the difference of you have to take your chances in these big games. If you don't take your chances, then you will get hurt. And we found this out today most sincerely, most definitely so. Right, and because you never know when you're going to get those chances again. Exactly. You don't know when you're going to get those chances, so you got to create them and you got to convert them. And um, you know, with a team against a, a very a stronger opponent, um, I mean, all, you know, you know, is a credit to United that they did hang in there. That it was only one nil at halftime. That they, you know, that they got, um, they were able to throw out a Lauren James to, 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 and she, it was a beautiful goal. I, we were, we were chatting back and forth at, and we were like, okay, do we put in, uh, who do we put in here? You know, um, because I'm thinking either Heath or, or James. I didn't, wasn't, didn't know about Heath's situation. Um, and you yeah. said James. <laughs> and I, I oh, she's yeah. all like two minutes later, and I'm like, are you a prophet, Adam? Ever since I first saw James. Because I was at the first game in the Conti Cup away at Liverpool right. in 2018. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I just absolutely raved about her. She was only 16 then. She's still only a teenager, 19. Mm-hmm. But what she can do on the ball is, oh, is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And that goal she scored today, that's just symptomatic of the type of player she is. She's a forward-thinking player. She wants to get on the ball, dribble, and hit the shot with power. But also she killed it. Passed a fantastic goalkeeper. This is one of the best goalkeepers in the league, if not in the planet at the minute, for Chelsea. She's wonderful. And for her to score that goal, that just shows the type of player, the type of ability she has. And she's been really unlucky with injuries this season. And I just hope, I hope that her injury situation is now behind her for the second half of the season. Because boy, will we need her. She's one heck of a player. I can't praise her highly enough. Honestly, I can't. How do you feel about Leah Galton's performance today? I think that was a bit up and down. I say mm-hmm. with the, the whole team of the first half, let's just let's just not go there. That was very <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> but second half, when we actually woke up and we actually started getting into uh, into the game, right. I thought she played you know fairly decently. You know, you know there were others. Um, I think Ella Toon had a few had a chance that went high and wide. But I think Leah Galton, I think she did pretty well. I thought considering. The, the lack of um, players around her at the t- at times, I thought she put some terrific crosses for corners. She put some terrific crosses in you know, open play as well. I don't, th- I don't think that you could do much more with her in that game. I thought she did terrifically well. One and my final point is when you're when you're up, when you're at a draw, regardless of, of how badly you've played, how well you've played to get to that draw, you've drawn it one one. You got half an hour to go, basically, right? Yeah. And you give up almost immediately. Give up the goal. I mean, you're. I mean, they, it is. Uh, it is not a myth, y'all, that you are your most vulnerable in a football match when you have actually scored. You're the most vulnerable. What happened on that final goal, the game-winning goal? Because United was in it, they despite how bad that first half was, this 
despite you know lackluster performances, lack of preparation, everything else that was happening, and so forth. Still, you throw out Lauren James out there. She kill killer goal, killer. That was a killer. All right. In my mind, I'm thinking mentally, what happened? What happened in the three minutes after that goal? It was. It was. We just must have just shut shut off. I mean, it's a mental thing. Yeah. When you when you equalise, you have to be prepared for the other team to come at you. That is what, especially if you're away. Especially when you're away at such a fantastic team with the mentality they have and the unbeaten run they have at home, they you you will fully expect them to come right. They've scored, i.e. us, we're gonna come at them. And so right. we have to be ready for that. And we weren't and we shut off for whatever it was, 30 seconds from the goal kick, or less than that, whatever it was, 10 seconds or whatever, for the goal kick to get to uh, Fran for the goal. And it was just oh, it was just crazy the way we defended for that goal our defenders are much better for that and hopefully the one that we bring in hopefully from Chelsea I can never say a name Thordich store apologies if I pronounce that wrong for everybody and everybody um, if you, I don't know if, how to pronounce uh, any names correctly <laughs> <laughs> if you do if the rumors are true she comes in with her experience at Chelsea mm-hmm. and Norway I hopefully that they, she can bring on another extra level because she's got WSL champions, champions winners medals. So hopefully she can bring that experience into the team because we need players that don't shut off because right. it's such a killer moment for us. And from then we're playing catch up yet again. And right. I think we had another Lauren James chance, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was that about five or yeah. seconds for the end. I, I thought it was going in and then on the replay it went easily wide. But first time it was, I thought it was really close. But again, that just shows the importance of Lauren James because she's the type of player that can, out of nothing, score a goal. We we don't really have that player apart from Russo, who is currently injured, unfortunately, just coming back, but still injured, unfortunately. That's the player we, we need. Heath, Press, we need them to step up. We need our players to step up now after this defeat. And it's the, it's in these big, crucial moments that the, difference, the differences are shown. And, and that, as I say, that's the difference between our players and Fran Kirby. And I hold my hands up. Fair play to Fran. He's a wonderful player. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, when you are facing the champion, and I and I have a, I, I have a, y'all, y'all know, or maybe y'all know, I haven't even mentioned as much in, on the podcast, but go back and listen to the other ones because they're good listens. But, but. You know, I, 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 one of the reasons why in the men's side in the Prem, I've always said that Liverpool is the champion until someone beats them. Until mm-hmm. the challenger beats them, particularly at Anfield, by the way, but we'll get to that in another podcast. But until someone beats them, they're the champions. I believe the same thing is for Chelsea. You'll lose, you go to London, you go to them and beat them, they're still the champions. And so, and when you're facing the champions, you got to be mentally on point 95 minutes on point. That didn't happen. That did not happen. For whatever reason, it did not happen. And that's the lesson. When you're facing a superior opponent, you got to be on point 95 minutes. And it's the mentality that's going to win. And that is why it would have been very important if we had gotten that goal. Um, from Kristen Press at the beginning, going up one nil, 
then face the onslaught that was going to happen. Um, but that's not, you know, it's how football happens, you know, um, and so forth. You got to have the mentality and then to shut off. That's the difference between lifting a trophy and not winning, lifting a trophy is shutting off when you should be right at your on point, you know, as far as mentally speaking, because once you mentally shut off, then the legs are going to go. And that's exactly what happened. You got a ball looping over the top and you're not ready for it. You're not ready. Uh, and against quality, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get burned uh, on that. So with that being said, I think we got some answers, not the answers we probably were hoping for. Uh, but obviously, this is their first loss in the in the league. Is this kind of a relief? Uh, I think, obviously, no team ever wants to get beat. But I think this could be sort of a, a marker situation. Kind Absolutely. Of like, right, right. You've got me. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to react? And so we had this, I think, say, for, when we were going for the title against Durham in the championship. We had... We had all the, we're going to win, we're winning every game, we're the champions, blah, blah. We lost to Durham, and then we came back from that. And I think it's going to be the same against Birmingham. Because if I was Birmingham now, I'd be very, very worried, because I believe we're going to have a backlash, because Casey, the one thing she is, is a true winner. Look at mm-hmm. this TV, look at, look at the medals she's won as a player. You don't get to be represent Team GB England the amount of times she did without being a winner, and she knows what it takes to get to the top. And I, if you've seen her after match interview today, she was not a happy chappy, and rightly so. She just this the interview. I agree with wholeheartedly with what she says in it. In uh, general, what I, did she say? What did she say, Adam? Um, she was talking about how we were not our best in the first half, and how mm-hmm. we didn't deserve to win today. Uh, I posted the interview on my Twitter if anybody wants to have a look at it, but it's there. And I do believe that she will get us back to where we want to be. And it's going to be a very hard race. That, mm-hmm. that game by City got in hand, if they win it, two, I believe two points behind us. So, and plus with the derby coming up as well, that's going to be a very interesting time. Uh, the draw with Arsenal today, Reading and Arsenal, that helps us massively right. in terms of Definitely. three points. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for Reading today. Thank you, Royals. Um, so, but the running now is going to be extremely hard. We we have to be on our game every single match from now right. on. We can't afford to drop points. That is, so the Birmingham game is what I'm looking forward to for multiple reasons, and I expect there to be a backlash. I know. I definitely would. Um, I definitely cannot uh, disagree with that. I think there will be. Uh, but I think the true test now is, is what you're saying is, is you now are, every champion has to face adversity on the road. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, literally and figuratively on the road to winning. And, and it's then like, when you get punched out, you get knocked out in the ring, you get, you know, slammed, you know, and you get run, which is what happened today. You got run, you got run by a better team. You got run by a mentally better team uh, in the in in a match that was uh, that was critical, but it didn't knock you out completely for the entire season. Um, you're still in it, obviously, still in it. Uh, it's only one loss. Um, it tightens things up, obviously. Um, what do you do now? 
I mean, what do you do? How do you respond? You get up, you dust yourself off and say, you take it out on your next opponent. That's what champions do when they get knocked down. They just get up and, you know, take out, you know, take the next opponent out in the alley. And uh, after they hit the bartender in the head, you know, after they got cut off, you know, they get taken out back. And, then, uh, you know, Birmingham might get taken out back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've said, I, I'm just really looking forward to see who we play in that team because I was thinking about this in terms of Christian Press and Turbin Heath. Mm-hmm. I really, really want to see them play, but it's right. kind of like where do you, where do they fit in currently? Because mm-hmm. if Lauren, if Leah Galton and Kirsty Hansen say are our first choice wingers, right. me, I love watching them both. Where does that leave Heath and Press, especially Press, if? Because I don't know if, if she actually is an out-and-out striker. So if they're both, you know, want to play out wide as well, then that leaves us a bit, bit of a puzzle to try and fit them in. So perhaps we can rotate them with Leah and Kirsty, but were they brought in to specifically be rotation or first-choice options? Because for the players that they are and the reputation they have, which is very much earned and warranted as right. top-class players. I don't think they would be happy being rotation options, and rightly so. Why would they, from a personal point of view? No, so just how, they shouldn't how be. How do you go about managing the team going forward now? Right. And plus, when Russo comes back, mm-hmm. you've also got to think of Katie Zellin. Well, I think we, we missed her tremendously today, Katie Zellin, in the pit, in the middle of the pitch. Mm-hmm. She's the Absolutely. one that can yes. spray the balls with the terrific vision as well, also from dead balls as well, dead ball situations. So it's just how are you going to manage this team going forward from Casey's perspective? It's going to be very interesting. There's so many in, individual battles within the team, not just when we face Birmingham going forward, that you have to try and sort out. And I think there was a few, there was a few op- options there that we perhaps didn't quite get right today, despite Heath's injury uh, keeping her out of the game. I call one of these sort of a good problem in a sense that that. Casey has options, and yeah. especially when everyone is, is healthy and fit, she's got options uh, to 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 uh, you know to change things up if need be to put in the best you know best player to have the competition in training to see who, you know who's going to step up. Uh, I know that Heath and uh, Heath and Press are up to the challenge uh, because they've faced it a million times over in terms of challenge for their own spots. I wouldn't put Kristen Press as a striker. That's not her natural slot, in my opinion. Um, but um, but it's going to be an it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to be able to be like, hmm, I can, let me if I can choose from this and this and this. Wow, I got some great options. Versus, I only have one option, and I don't like that option that much. I'm just going to have to, but I have to put out somebody. Um, you know, it's a good problem to have. So, at the end of the day. We got some questions answered, as I said, not the not, you know, not the answers we exactly wanted. It may have been some of the answers we expected, given the situation uh, and so forth. But to be hopeful, what would you say then is going to be the the? As we talked about Birmingham, the next match coming up. We talked about Casey Stoney being someone who's a winner, a proven winner, going to get them in the in the dressing room, give them what they need to get, whatever that means. But she's going to rally them up uh, and so forth. 
talk to the United Women fans out there, those who are looking to be fans out there, what would you say to them as the positive takeaway from this day? The positive is we're a, we've been a club for two and a half seasons. That's, that's, that's all we've been for uh, the professional side. And we're already pushing the very elite sides that have been at the top far longer than we have. Arsenal have had a team since about the 90s or even 80s beforehand. City come just about 2010, something like that. And it's about over a decade for them. Chelsea, similar, perhaps a bit longer. And we're at the top competing with them. And already, and that shows how fantastic a setup Casey and the players have put together within such a short frame of of time. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. Despite the loss, there's plenty of positives to take from this. The fact that we're still up there competing at the top. We've still got fantastic players, players that you want to watch week in, week out, like Lauren James, Tobin Heath, Christian Press, Ella Toon. And I can just rattle them all off. And he, there's plenty of reasons to watch the team. Please, please give them a watch. Don't think just because we've lost, that's it, game over. No chance. We're going to come back from this and we're going to be better for it. And so please give the team a chance. All right. You heard it. <laughs> you heard it, y'all. I'm telling you, I, you know, I talk about planting some flags in the ground. Adam just planted a huge flag in the ground saying, yeah, <laughs> look at this team. Look at what we've done in a short amount of time. We got the players to do it. We got the manager to do it. We're going to do it. Uh, and it's going to be an exciting ride along the way. Uh, and so forth. So I, I, I'm I'm so happy, Adam, to have you on board with us to kind of help us through this journey that we're going to go through. Uh, we got a lot of matches to go. There's a lot to go. That's another good point in all this and so forth. But I think you're absolutely right. I mean, to look at where things started to where things are now, as you said, pushing the top. I mean, we're at the top. You know, where we're challenging for trophies as opposed to dreaming about them, uh, which, is, which is a big, big, big deal. I mean, a huge deal uh, and, and so forth. And again, I mean, I, you know, the United Women's Team, I think, is the most popular women's team in the world right now, but it's only going to get bigger with success and, and, uh, and so forth. So uh, Manchester is burning is so happy to have you on board to help us out with this. Uh, to bring other people on board. And we're putting that flag in that red clay here where you're going to be talking about it on a weekly basis as we move forward. Adam's going to be doing that for us, with us uh, along the way. Adam, can you let people know out there that are listening to this, that are watching this, how people can reach you on social media? Get me at Boxy Bait on Twitter. That's the main one for me. So get me on there. I'm always available. Contact me 24-7, whatever. I'll get back to you. (laughs) <laughs> excellent excellent uh, I, adam thank you so much thank you so much for your time your energy and your passion towards this uh and so forth as i said flag in the red clay tomorrow tomorrow we'll be talking to manchester city women's team uh talking about taking another team out out somewhere and i'm not coming back that's kind of what happened uh, and it was not cities, and was not the city uh, in that one. Uh, but we'll be talking about that with Emma 
uh, on the Manchester City Women's Fan Cast. She'll be joining us tomorrow to talk about that match and talk about the team going forward for them. Y'all, the days are approaching. I know in the U.S. it's been a miserable time. I know it's been miserable in the U.K. as well, Adam. I know that. But I tell you, don't give up, y'all. Do not give up. The light is around you. See the light. Know the light is there. Know that it's there. Acknowledge it. Let it become you. Be this. Know it's there. But also acknowledge the darkness is there. Acknowledge it. Say hello to it. Do not ever let it hug you. But if it does, if it does, reach out. Reach out to your loved ones. Reach out to people that can help you. All right? I'm a mental health professional, even though I do not sound like that on this on this cast. <laughs> yeah, my alter ego, I would say. But hey, that's another another for another day. Which brings me to this. Two, three days time. Special podcast. Special podcast. I'm going to talk about, I'm actually going to talk about a very dark subject, but a very, very important subject to me and to many other people who have been affected by it. I'm going to talk about suicide. I'm going to talk about a young footballer, actually from in Manchester, who passed away by his own hands. Young man, young man, not even an adult, young man, not too long ago, and how it has affected other footballers, uh, other footballers in Manchester, uh, and so forth. Uh, and I'm going to talk about my own personal experience with that. So catch that coming up midweek. Uh, that is coming up. So Manchester is burning is out for today. Take care of each other out there.